Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 295 and our Antipodian cousin is back. Morning guys. Thank you. <laughs> Big word that was Alan, come on, be fair, it's early for Brad. Hey, I am not responsible for Brad's sleep pattern or lack thereof. Well, technically you are when you say 8 o'clock instead of 7 o'clock. Uh, right, fine. Welcome to the show, Brad. <laughs> uh, yes. Welcome to the show, take two. Take two. <laughs> we are recording this on a Saturday evening. Last night's uh, recording, attempted recording, fell a little bit short, thanks to the vagaries of Wi-Fi. But we're back, trying again. Try again, shall we? You have to remove all the horrible stuff we said about him yesterday. <laughs> After we hung up, I got a message. Are we recording tonight? <laughs> I went, yeah, don't worry about it, Alan. <laughs> with the audio last night, Brad. What happened with it? Mm-hmm. Not much of a Wi-Fi connection. We kept on dropping out. Recording from a backup studio and it didn't work. No, I was up until one o'clock last night doing my own podcast. <laughs> when do you actually sleep? Not as much as I wanted to. I'll get some yeah, more sleep tonight. And how has your week been, Mike? Busy. Much work stuff? Yep, over time. When they said, you're coming in Saturday, I said, nope. <laughs> I needed the sleep. <laughs> I've experienced that. Remember we tried to record this in the shed? Oh, yeah. And it really just didn't work at all. All right, do you want to do your intro-y, pre-launchy bit? Could do. I could always copy and paste it from <laughs> yesterday's recording. That's quite possible. Please let me know. <laughs> I don't know. It depends if it were better last night. I'm not quite sure. I've had a night's sleep since then, so that's all behind me. Right, as I said, we'll be watching Ghost in the Machine tonight. This is from a Region 2 DVD, runtime 41 minutes, 51 seconds. We are currently all looking at a black screen with count set to zero. If anybody actually wants to watch the episode along with our commentary, get your video at the same place, and when Alan says click, press play, and uh, everything should sync up properly. Assuming you're not actually watching it on DVD and you've allowed the DVD to spin up and you haven't had it paused too long, because that's happened to us. To you. More than one. Well, Repeatedly happened. to you. It happened to us. It just happened because of me. <laughs> I made the mistake of going into a local bookstore, and I don't know if you noticed this, but you've seen the Galan French fiction books, the originals, bright yellow covers. Mike has, I think. I know the name. They were bright yellow and they had numbers. They came out in the 50s and then they did an anniversary run the 80s, but someone obviously trading on the Galan style omnibus are like there's three slightly shorter books by a ton of fairly famous authors i got ee e. doc smith i got frank herbert three books i'd never heard of by him i got philip jose farmer and i got cordwinder i think and then i wandered into the main store and i found for the same price as these yellow omnibus books the entire short story collection of brian aldous from the 50s so i ended up spending 50 quid plus two euro for a fabric bag because there is no way in the wide earthly world that any plastic bag would hold effectively five omnibus weight books. I mean, I, I dropped them onto the weighing scales. It came to about five and a half kilos. So yeah, I have a stack of books. And speaking of rather large novels. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. 
Experience Dune like never before. The Dune Saga Podcast with David, Scott, and Jim lead you chronologically through the novels of Frank Herbert, Brian Herbert, and Kevin J. Anderson. The Dune Saga Podcast. Ride the sandworm to dunesagapodcast.com or to iTunes for more information. Anyway, by the way, do you have the three B5 trilogies? Psychar trilogy, the Technomage trilogy, and the Centauri trilogy. That would be no then. I think mine are just generic stories. The trilogies are good, and I haven't been able to find the Centauri ones. The only one didn't have in its entirety for any reasonable price on eBay. <laughs> there's actually a hardback available, because I've read book one and book two, and there's a yeah. hardback available of all three, but it wasn't gone for less than $100, and I just wasn't willing to pony up that much for it. <laughs> no, I don't blame you, really. If we're good to go. Yep, I'm all queued up. I'm not sure I should indulge you. <laughs> okay. Call me, Coxie, Oxie, Clicky. Right, as I said last night, that is a beautiful shot. Really? <laughs> yep, probably got fed up with just looking at the nice darkscape. Yeah. Yep. What the hell was that thing? It just appeared out of nowhere. And that shriek scared the crap out of me. What kind of a. Flying monkeys. Flying monkeys. What is this? Planet of Oz? To me, it appeared to be leaping rather than flying. <laughs> Finally, yeah. Wizard of Oz reference in Atlantis. Jack's probably rolling over in his bed. Here, I uploaded it. There. Oh, well, you know that really clears things. John, what do you expect? It was trying to kill me. What the hell is that thing? Well, let's send a team biologist down there and let them figure it out. Okay. <laughs> you can see a beak in that picture. That's a picture as you run screaming away from something. Aside from the flying monkeys. I've had some of the flying monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, I, now bear in mind, I haven't watched this, so I mean, me pre quoting Rodney is purely going to Rodney? Oh, serious power spike. That's strange. What's wrong? I don't know. I mean, these readings are all screwy. You just lost staring. Really? Tripods won't retract. Uh oh. <laughs> Oops. Anybody got anything plugged in? <laughs> Turn her up and off. Track. I know, I know. Just, just give me a second. We don't have a second. What the hell? You just lost power. Right, you better hold on. Do something. <laughs> so they can't break, they've got no thrusters, just momentum straight towards the gate. No. Yeah, pity they weren't lined up beforehand. They should have been. Ah, it's not so good. Nicely done. Did they stabilize itself? Yeah. Yep. The ancients knew what they were doing when they were building space gates. Then why yeah. didn't they dodge? Well, it hasn't got radar or the equivalent. I mean, they do actually rely on the jumper pilot being at least half competent. Or in control of his vehicle. Yeah, it's like, I can come into this gate at 90 degrees and at the last minute do a handbrake turn through it. Ghost in the Machine, Season 5, Episode 5 of Stargate Atlantis, Gatecast Episode 295. This episode was written by Carl Binder and directed by Ken Girotti. It first premiered in America, August the 15th, 2008. Canada, August the 18th. The UK, October the 16th. Sweden, October the 24th. Germany, August 20th, 2009. Australia, February the 18th, 2010. And Japan, September the 22nd. We've got quite a few shows with episodes of the same name. Medium, Ghost Whisperer, Future Armor, Bones, The Flash, Transformers, Superman and the 4400. And we're back, floating in orbit. Reuse that shot again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the great thing. You can just take out elements that you don't need, don't you? 
Thankfully, artificial gravity is still working. Yeah. That was lucky. And there's no uh, nausea or vertigo. Just don't look out the window. Thank God the inertial dampeners weren't affected. Well, not yet. Oof. Ooh. <laughs> what the hell is that? There's displacement current. High voltage, do not let it hit you. Oh, you think? Very Star Trek. Yeah. Come on, the ancients used circuit breakers. They built chips better than the Federation did. It was totally primordial. I didn't detect anything unusual in the planet's magnetosphere. Look, it, it's got to be some kind of a, of a glitch in the jumper's capacitor. Just, just give me a second. I'll figure it out how to... Oh, no. Oh, dear. He's forgetting yeah. that. <laughs> They're going to crash. <laughs> oh, burn up. Even worse. We're a comet. <laughs> if there were natives on the ground, they'd look and put in the sky and go, Oh, hail. It's a sign. But the, the radio communications were affected as well. Tri-fives are powering up. Yeah, but only one of them, and it wasn't anything I did. I mean, it just came back online. By itself. It doesn't make any difference. I keep working on that DHD. I'm going to try to get us back in range. Come on, Ronnie. Take credit for it. Be a man. You normally would. Hang on. On a single drive pod, you can adjust uh, attitude? Uh, I assume they're not actually used for altering your vector. Slim to no chance of getting the DHD working. That system is completely out of whack. It's going to take some incredibly intricate rerouting of the power. Oh, to... What's the good news? That was the good news. The bad news is we lost life support. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we lost life support. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep working on the DHD. This may be our last shot. Oh, <laughs> I like it. These guys are actually flinching. I don't think the special effects guys actually told them how big a bang this would be. Yeah, something's going to go bang and that's about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Lannis, it's a shepherd. Coming in for approach, but her systems are a little whacked. If we're not there in about 10 seconds, send a jumper for us. Copy that, Colonel. You better brace yourself again. Now, remind me... Oh, he's not jumping straight to the city, then. Because if he comes through the gate in uh, the main control room <laughs> with dodgy brakes... Yep. Especially down that quick. Yes. <laughs> and we see the jumper smash out the side of the building. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't they just leave that window out and put a door there? Yeah. <laughs> Some beads. Yeah. <laughs> Probably ground the jumpers till we know what the problem is, though. All right. But the planet, suitable for an alpha site? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, be serious. I mean, let's face it. The Empire in Star Wars thought it was a great idea to build a base on a planet full of little teddy bears. And look what happened to them. Yeah. Technically, the base was orbiting the planet. No, they had power generation stations on the planet that were powering the shield. What happened to the previous alpha site? Or is it generic alpha siders in, let's do another base there? <laughs> they probably wanted to relocate because people already knew where it was. I suppose Elizabeth would have known where, where it was there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's just that I think that maybe the problem might have been caused by something that you unwittingly... I didn't do anything, wittingly or on. Okay, okay, there's nothing wrong with the jump. Well, not anymore. Uh, I don't think that there was anything okay, wrong with enough. the jump. They really are like kids at times. Pair of them. Make way, make way. The boss is coming through. Wait, this is an opening for him now. Well, that one does. Yep. Oh dear. <laughs> this is almost the elevator with no actual car in the shop. You know, where am I? Nice view. It's a nice breeze. Please, please, please. Oh, please. Come on, Woolsey, you're allowed to swear. Control room, this is Richard Woolsey. I took a wrong turn in a transporter and ended up... Nobody will hear you. I have no idea where I am. But now the transporter door won't open. Can you locate me and open it, please? You can imagine on the set, they've just got this one wall. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Why? Why there? <laughs> Rodney? Go ahead. Are you uh, messing around with the power again? The lights are flickering. 
Yeah, I'm getting reports from all over the place. Hello? <laughs> yeah, but you know, everybody be coming in. The help desk will be going crazy. <laughs> Is it localized? No, the power disruption's all over the city. Oh, it's PM. Still online, plenty of power. It's just suddenly become a... Unstable. Very unstable. Sounds not unlike what you said happened in the puddle jumper. Yes, remarkably not unlike it. Yes. <laughs> Looks like I crashed this time. Want to do that? So you're perfectly safe then. <laughs> you did turn off the uh, Wi-Fi router, didn't you, Rodney? <laughs> Coincidence, son? Hey, I tried radio. All communications are down. Yeah, obviously. What's up? We're working on it. Well, I just almost got zapped by a bolt of lightning. Why would communications be down? Uh, Don't they have a backup radios, you know, in the main control room for people to use? Yeah, that's being handheld radios. Yeah. Uploaded itself or something. No, 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 I disabled the jumper's network connection for this very reason. There is no way the anomaly jumped to the city systems. <laughs> hey. Come on, you never made that definitive a statement. Yeah, you have angered Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney looks scared. Does, don't he? Yeah. I guess Pharaoh's not that bad. Does that really like him? Mm. Where have you been? On the other side of the city. Transporter malfunctioned and sent me to the East Pier. I had to walk all the way back. Maybe you find down the side and they just put, put it. <laughs> yeah, what we don't know about Woolsey, he's actually a, a free climber and mm -hmm. base jumper and all sorts and carries a parachute at all times. It's parkour. <laughs> From one tower to the other. Yeah. Parkour! <laughs> The energy builds up in one area and then discharges in a, in a high voltage displacement current. Very erratic, very lethal. I tried to radio you. Yeah, well, communications are also down. So is a Stargate. We can't dial Earth? Oh, don't worry, all right? I will figure it out. I just got to run a few diagnostics, narrow down things. Oh, you had to say it. Now, if Tilk was here, he'd break out his supply of candles and he'd be fine. Yeah. Okay, I think it would break out. Well, hopefully uh, Atlantis isn't made from flammable material. <laughs> oh, Taylor has enough candles up. Yeah. There should have been one window glowing in the city then. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's all right. Figure out exactly what the... Hey. Strange behavior. The laptop just booted up. Probably just the battery. No, 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 it's drawing power from the system. Why did the laptop so just crash then? Wouldn't the battery have kicked in? Yeah. Or did it automatically have power management switched? All the laptops should have stayed on. Yeah, you'd have thought so. What is that? Looks like some kind of a code. Or maybe. Could be a message. Well, to be honest, it looks like a load of gibberish. But surely there must be meaning. Help? It's talking to us. Multipass? <laughs> <laughs> Rodney grabs it and throws it out the window. <laughs> Possessed. <laughs> da da da. <laughs> um. Come on, it's the latest Infocom game, admit it. <laughs> Go north. Tell Gandalf, carry me. Dr. Weir. But she's dead. So we've been told. <laughs> People are never dead in science fiction. Come on, lads, you know that. You just got Carson back. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Probably not the easiest thing to comment on, though, for us. No. <laughs> Rodney is typing what happened to you. Cursor is replying. The computer is talking back. Yes. In the computer? How can she be in the computer? Woolsey, read more mission reports. Believe me, this is perfectly reasonable for Stargate. What happened to you? Well, I guess that's a fair enough question. 
subspace and difficult to control. Well, who knew? Let there be light and other such wonders. I don't know, I should re I'd really be a little alarmed about the goings on in the computer at the moment. This is not a good thing for Atlantis. Okay, we're back. <laughs> we had, we had, we had a little connectivity issue yeah. during a, a quiet time of the episode, so we didn't miss much. The computer is asking for help. Okay, that's seriously spooky. Oh, it's a lot of back with the generators. Rodney? Rodney, come in. Rodney, can you hear me? Go ahead. We've completed the patch. Go ahead and try it whenever you're ready. Okay, fingers crossed. Yeah, should they be sitting side by side? You know the technology is fairly reliable when you can do that. <laughs> or people take the same approach to reliability as they do to car safety. Why is Ronan the only one sitting down? Did he have to fight Taylor for the chair? <laughs> Just not pregnant anymore, though. <laughs> yeah, so that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and uh, B, allow us to better communicate with whoever or whatever it is that's claiming to be Dr. Weir. Isn't merging all these programs potentially dangerous? Well, hell yeah. It's no more dangerous than allowing this thing to continue wreaking havoc on the city's systems. Or getting zapped by bolts of lightning. Okay. No, never a good thing, is it, John? Wolves is not having a very good start to his time on Atlantis. No. I was going to give you, there were a lot of fives. Fives what? Yeah, between, like, our episode title, this episode title, the season. The numbers. Many fives. Is it just me, or does uh, Elizabeth sound a little different? I'm on it, I'm on it. Oh, the life of a genius, Rodney. Are you Elizabeth Weir? Yes, Rodney. It's me. Sounds a bit better. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to cause all this trouble. Who's there with you? Is is John Shepard there? So no built-in yeah. webcam for it to take control of. Yeah. You're talking to a computer. We, uh... thought you were... dead. I suppose I am. My... My physical body, anyway, but my consciousness is still intact. Right, so, um, what happened? Do you remember the day I ordered you to leave me behind? Elizabeth! Yeah. Isn't there a, a test where you can actually try if you can identify AI based on just conversation? Ask if it's a robot or if it's real. The nanites in my body were unleashed and allowed to replicate. I joined the population. But even in my new form, my original consciousness was still there. I was still me. I tried to hide it, but a few of the others could sense it. Ooh, freaky. They were remnants of Neem's old group. You see, and notice we're not actually seeing her form. Yeah. <laughs> no mirrors. <laughs> Mainly because, from what I've read, Tori wasn't that interested in coming back to do this episode. Oh, so not even her voice. Well, that could be anybody. It's not Tori Higginson, is it? If you're going to throw, throw it through a filter like that, it doesn't matter who does it. Yeah. They kept us apart deliberately for security reasons. This is all very interesting, I'm sure. But none of it explains how you've come to be a disembodied voice in our computer system. Is that Richard Wolsey? Uh, yes. <clears throat> it is. Uh, I'm the, uh, uh, the new, new you. The one we destroyed first. Not the second one, the first one. So what what, what happened? How did you... Well, yeah, well, we've seen a replicator one die. We've seen a human one die. We were on the run. Oberoth and the others were hunting us down for our heretical beliefs. 
It was only a matter of time before we'd be captured and destroyed. Unless something miraculous happened. And something did. <laughs> Go on. Say it. Say it. <laughs> the planet has been completely destroyed. Can you detect any trace replicator cells? Oh yeah, we're going to use this video again. In black and white. A little bit of colour. We can finally get to work without having to look over our shoulders. Money saving 10 minutes of talking to a computer screen. It is, isn't it? You know, this is... It's hard to watch after you've seen it a couple of times already. Yes, we destroyed the Replicator homeworld. I know. And we owe you a debt of gratitude. Yeah, they'd have to pay Tory for this insert, though. Just gets a check in the mail. <laughs> I don't remember doing that. Yeah, 18 cents. Yeah. <laughs> 18 seconds. Because, yeah. you see, when I faded to that, it sounded like she was going to do something evil. It did, didn't it? There's probably a storyline that they uh, laid the groundwork for, but never actually went through with it. Because they got cancelled. Perhaps because they just changed their minds. They could have brought Tori back in the fifth season more than they did. Well, much as I'd like to say we didn't see that coming, we, you know, did. One of our group, Coruscant, argued that it was a mistake to try and run away from our technological origin, that we should embrace it and find a technological solution. That's a big hiccup. It is, isn't it, if you want to, want to ascend? Who knew there was actually a mechanism involved where you had to be organic? Mm-hmm. Have a soul, if you will. Effectively, uploading ourselves into subspace, where we'll be free to move about the galaxy unencumbered by physical existence. What would happen to our bodies? The nanite bonds holding them together would be severed. You mean they'll be destroyed? Yes, but we'll no longer need them. Of course, and if this doesn't work... It will work. Okay, volunteers, <laughs> because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I need to be here to push the buttons. <laughs> this is uh, the replicator version of Rodney. This machine is fantastic. Who's first? Yeah. Nothing can prevent us from continuing on to the next plane of existence. Are you ready? You see, this is a problem with replicators. Yeah. The, the physical form can bring so much fun and enjoyment if used correctly. <laughs> and all these lot want to do is become bodies of energy floating through the universe. Mm. It's done. The ultimate hipsters. Yeah, but they didn't do it first. That was quick. Is that meant to be this that's new for? No. Won't hurt a bit. Okay, come on lads, show a bit of emotion. Now can you confirm they're still alive? Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna kill you and send your soul to the other side. We can't prove it actually works yeah. until we join you. Constant motion and deafening noise. It's like the worst migraine you could possibly imagine. Oh, I don't know, I've had some pretty horrendous migraines in my time. Shut up, Rodney. <laughs> Looking for a way to regain any kind of physical form. We came across a few other technologically advanced societies. Really? In, in, in this galaxy? You'd be surprised how many more are out there, keeping themselves hidden from the Wraith. This is a long sequence. Yeah. Oh, now that's interesting. So many more, but we get cancelled so we won't, we won't mention anyone. Yeah. Whenever the story really needs an advanced species, one will turn up. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, I imagine not. So they're not Atlantis level, then? Well, they're severe, then. Nobody in Pegasus came even close to the ancient level of technology. Mm-hmm. Mm. The others were growing increasingly frustrated and bitter. I broke away from them and started looking for you on my own. I searched the galaxy for months. Then I detected your pedal jumper and connected with it. Nearly killing us in the process. I'm sorry for that. And that was lucky. Yeah. It's uncanny how many times they just happened to come across a pedal jumper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Small blip in space. Yeah. But I didn't know where else to turn. You're the only friends I have. Did we get a credit for the voice? 
No, I didn't see one. If you ask me, it's a trick. Someone just pretended to be Dr. Ware. <laughs> Thank you, Ronan. Thanks for that. You sat there for 10 minutes and then came out. <laughs> Valuable input. He wants to build another replicator. Of course you do, Rodney. Your kill switches never work. <laughs> no, they don't. To be fair, when when he built Fran, she worked perfectly. Yeah. In fact, everybody else was upset that she was going to die. She wasn't. Let her serve a function. Then what should we do with her? Oh, she can't stay where she is. I mean, she's frying the city's computers. No, I mean, we can upload her or it or whatever this thing is into a virtual reality like we did with Ava. Haven't you got some, you know, robot or toy, Chucky? Something like that. <laughs> a good boy dog. Put her in a melt. <laughs> We've just detected anomalous energy levels in the South Pier lab. Uh, with the replicator machine. She's building herself a body. Uh -oh. <laughs> yes, you probably shouldn't have left that line around. Yeah. Disconnected the lab and everything. What's going on? Door slammed shut. Can't get it open. Can't move. We'll get some backups, some heavy arms, and uh, cover every corridor out of here. Get some C4. We're going to have to blast this door. No, nope, the panel is toast. <laughs> Rodney probably isn't even willing to share, you know, how to open one of these doors with anybody. Yeah, that so. way he's always on call and he's always important. It's Fran again. Michelle Morgan. We just said you destroyed Another one who died and came back. Yeah. Yeah. Rodney's not feeling any guilt there. Listen to me. I'm Elizabeth Weir. Obviously she was in a hurry. She just used the previous replicator template that was already in the machine, which is Fran. John, I'm not a threat to you. No, you're not. Oh, the existing template. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Weir would never do such a thing. Okay, machine is deactivated. Remove the control crystal, which means no one will be building any more replicators. Why didn't you do that six months ago? Well, I'm thinking, why didn't you only do that now? Well, to be fair, she's not blowing up the city at the moment. Yeah. And since my consciousness is controlling this body, I truly... Your consciousness. No offense, but I'm not completely sold on your being who you say you are. That makes two of us. <laughs> it's fully functional as well. Wink, wink. Oh, God. Fembot. Machine gun jubblies. Any personal information or memories could have easily been mined from Dr. Weir's consciousness when the replicators captured her. I know. At least let me start by offering something of value. Let's hear it. Okay, yeah. Very tricky idea. How do you prove you are who you are when there's nothing you know that you cannot know? Michelle is a Canadian actress born in 1981. This is her second appearance on Stargate, as technically, I suppose, as the same character. It's Elizabeth in Fran's body this time around. She's been in Supernatural, The L Word, Bunny Hug, and in about 160 episodes of Heartland. I've seen Peter DeLuise tweeting about Heartland, and he may be directing the episode. Wolsey seems to have settled into the office now. Yeah, nice library. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Can't you fiddle that on a PDA? <laughs> Rules and regulations. He's the type to like the feel of a book. Yeah. We move her to a secure location, then I think Wait we'll be able to... You're not suggesting I entertain the notion of keeping her here. <laughs> yes, he's read the report. Constant guard, it'll minimize any threat she poses, if she even poses a threat. And it'll give us more time to study her. Mm -hmm. Good point. That thing in there is a replicator. There are far too many ways this can go wrong, even if she's kept under constant guard. Everyone doubted the first Fran I built, and she turned out to be perfectly safe and perfectly reliable. That's right. You built Fran. You created her consciousness. Now, as much as you want to believe that this new Fran is indeed Dr. Weir, we cannot be certain of that. For all we know, it could be Oberoth inside that body. 
That's creepy. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> creepy. Yeah, too right, John. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it starts to come on to you. <laughs> to save her, but... Look, I'm the one who created this mess. I think I should be the one to, you know, fix it. Yeah, yeah that pretty much sums... You should have that, actually, as a recording, just so you can press any time. Yeah. On a hotkey. Is this Rodney feeling a little guilty? That seems like it. Yeah. I say we stick with our original plan. Upload her consciousness into a virtual reality. Let her prove herself there. Where she can't do any damage. Ah, uh, yeah, it's the virtual reality. That other replicator needs a friend. Yeah. She's even still alive. Yeah. They didn't just switch her off when she got in. A child. Oh, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Sit that down. Slowly. <laughs> uh, is it a boy or... Boy. What's his name? We know it's a girl. Torin, John, and Morgan. Torin, for your father, and uh, John, Colonel Shepard. Yes. And John. Wait, you're not saying John Shepard is? Uh, no. Ooh. <laughs> Why did you come to that conclusion? Canon. Yes. How did you? Every time you spoke of him as friend. There was always a sparkle in your eyes. She knows how Kirky is. <laughs> Elizabeth knew all about Canon, yeah. but nobody else did until... There's Elizabeth the woman. She knows these things. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any girl talk. She just knew that whenever Canon was about, Taylor's spot, you know, eyes twinkled. Mm -hmm. Sorry to interrupt. That's all right. We were just finishing. Obviously, they weren't told that you could shoot her all you want. You're not going to kill her. <laughs> They're really not going to do much good, are they? No. That said that they might miss her and it Taylor. Yeah, okay. I'll be standing on the other side of the door. Amazing news about Taylor. Yeah. He's looking after the baby. He's a house husband. Yep. Um, look, we all want to believe you are who you say you are. I understand you. You have to be cautious. But it really is me, John. Why are you with the gun when John walks in? You're not going to walk around it. You just have to give me time. Well, everybody at some point has been in this room. Yeah. Or at least a redress version of it. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, they're up above the balcony looking down. There is a trust in some extent. It's not like she's strapped to a gurney. Yeah, well, Ronan was a serious threat to the base at the time. <laughs> His idea was kill everybody. John used the force to lower the guns. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> we saw what kind of damage one could do. Should we pull the ZPM? Oh, it's the last resort. We're not there yet. Uh, uh, we're there. I'd do it now. Yeah. Why risk it? You don't need the ZPM if you're not using the gate or the shield. You put up some kind of firewall. Well, firewall won't work. You can't block them. They just pop in and out of subspace. They're here, they're there. It's impossible to predict. A lightning rod. How about that? I could write a program that immediately quarantines any anomalous behavior in the system, like a, an antivirus software. It's going to take some time, though. You've got 30 seconds. Going, Go. You're going to write a program. You've got to be kidding me. Uh, and then she can heroically sacrifice herself. We may need her help dealing with them. Set us up. No, I honestly believed I had broken away without them being able to track me. Tell them. She's already explained there was nowhere else to go. This was yeah. pretty much the last resort. Look, I'm sure they don't intend to hurt anyone. You tell them to keep moving. Go someplace else. It might go... Communications are going out. Uncannily reminds us of our recordings at times. Yeah. Rodney? Yeah. The combined forces is completely overwhelming the main power grid. Shepard! 
They're here. All eight of them slamming the city's computers. What about the antivirus program? I didn't have time to finish. Look at I didn't have time to start it. Oh, <laughs> the computer's still booting up. Yeah. Radic! Communications are down again. Ronnie. Come on, Radic. Make a decision. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Perhaps now we should pull the ZPM. Oh, he's, he's, he's annoyed now when he's not. Oh no, red shirt. Pull the ZPM, shut down all the power except for the main tower. Is he wearing a red shirt? Warning. Oh. Red shirt, warning. Oh, we knew him for, well, hardly at all. Oh god, he's dead. I keep mistaking the <laughs> obvious, Randy. Everyone outside. We've established contact with a replicator known as Coruscant. He claims to speak on the other's behalf. Yeah, you're really not in a position to negotiate at this point, are you? Because you cannot stop them from coming. You need to leave this place. You're causing a lot of harm. We will leave. But first, we wish to be given bodies, as you have. We've already told you that's out of the question. And yet, Elizabeth has been given one. It wasn't our choice. And we're not planning on letting her keep it. We do not wish to harm anyone. One of our guys is already dead, so you can save your we come in peace crap. <laughs> Temper, John. Just leave the city and let me negotiate with them. I'm sure we can figure out some way to help you. Even though he wasn't military, he's a scientist, so John shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. What was his name, John? Uh... <laughs> Sparky. Yeah. He only arrived yesterday. Was he retiring? He was going home tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Not good. Uh, gates down again. We're losing control of the city. No, they just shut the jumper bay doors. They're trying to keep us from leaving. Where would you go? Yeah, let's let everyone get a jumper and fly away. Yeah. They just engaged the ZPM. Didn't Reddick pull it? I thought that was the plan. Don't tell me it was just a simple off button. Uh, oh. Oh dear. There we go. <laughs> they need the submarine. <laughs> I've always wondered, how do they sink the city? Have they got special ballast tanks? Because obviously they don't literally flood the city to sink it. Well, is it floating there or is it some sort of gravity drive that's keeping it above the water? I've always edge? assumed it was, you know, it was watertight. But yeah. Yeah. Was the city built with landing on water in mind and have some sort of ballast tank so it floats? It'd have to be, there'd have to be a lot. All that open space inside. Yeah. Does he even look at a submarine? What percentage of a submarine's ballast tank just to get the rest of it to sink, even though it's a sealed tube? Something we're never really going to find out. They never even thought about. <laughs> it can go up, it can go down. Just as much sense if there was a big cable on the winch going to the seabed. They first said they were going to sink the city. I'm thinking, okay, there's a big cable. There. They're going to pull the city back underwater, but then placement there, everything else, you'd want a cable on all the piers and everywhere else. Otherwise, that would try and stay afloat while the rest of the city goes under and you'd snap the piers. <laughs> yeah. Makes you wonder how low to the water surface are their windows and doors that are open. Yeah. <laughs> Level one of the South Pier is completely underwater. It is a good effect, though. I suppose you could argue that Atlantis has got some sort of way to manipulate gravity. It can alter its mass or density. Because I don't believe it, it needs that sort of thrust to fly. Yeah. If you look at spaceships, starships like that, you know, the modern ones, the really high-technology ones, it's obvious they're not really powered by just one great big engine at the back. There must be some way to manipulate gravity on a huge scale, not just 1G deflating or anything like that. Mm. So maybe you can actually physically make the city heavier so it does literally sink whilst its integrity field holding it together. Yeah. Then when you want to go back up, click a button, right. up you go. Now we can negotiate. Then you think, well, the shield on as well. There's a massive bubble there, there that's got to try and pull under with it. Yeah. 
I have a proposal. Way to go, Woolsey. Poker player. <laughs> Who's been watching Star Trek? Woolsey's been watching Star Trek. <laughs> I hope I made your right decision. <laughs> Woolsey was going to give in. He was going to give in. Then there's a new gym with the swimming pool. Yeah. Yeah, good news, lads. New swimming pool. It looks all right. Yeah. Transfer your consciousness from the replicator body to the human body? Exactly. As human beings, we would be every bit as vulnerable as anyone else. We would eat, sleep, get sick, and die, preferably of old age. What about ascension? Uh, I'm assuming that's still on the agenda. It is. Wait a second. I'm building humans, it's going to take time, isn't it? I mean, I mean, first you have to create the technology to do it. We're talking nanites, I mean, organically assembling each body inside out, starting at the molecular level. See, now, if you didn't trust them before, why would you trust them now? Yeah. That sounds a lot more dangerous. Well, I suppose they've got to be human. That's the whole point, isn't it, really? Couldn't they go to that planet that John spent six months on? Yeah. <laughs> go through that time portal and spend a few years meditating. If we do this, I want severe restrictions placed on their capabilities. No replicating, no shape-shifting. The basic model, you got it. I mean, no bells, no whistles. They'll be able to affect some minor repairs, but that's about it. Yeah, but not that fast. <laughs> I fear a montage coming up. <laughs> this is their only option. They won't give you any trouble. Yeah, they promise. <laughs> we <laughs> we promise. Yeah, that's going to work out well, isn't it? Yes, I'm only going to feel safe if I blow you all up. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Yeah, you can trust me. I'm not over on the top. Does that go... Uh, I'm going to say if it goes under the floor as well. Yeah. <laughs> Are your teams in place? Around the clock watch. Good. Once these human bodies are made and they're downloaded into them what happens then well seeing as they'll be just like any other human beings i see no reason not to let them go they could become valuable allies well, what if one of them decides to stay so are they going to use templates of the crew or have they got their own design are they going to copy their own yeah. replicator bodies i'm not saying they may have a body image issue but who knows finishing up the last one now that the tin man you're going to make ourselves exactly the same as we were before. <laughs> Not all of imagination, then. That was fast. Well, actually, creating replicators is fairly simple. I mean, comparatively speaking, humans not so much. Well, the sooner they get it done, the better. And once the last transfer is complete, I want those replicator bodies destroyed. I get the feeling every now and again that they go a little overboard with these monitors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's no breaks, no chit-chat, no social interaction whatsoever. Just the perfect working environment. Yeah, because it's all done wirelessly. Rodney looks delayed. Well, at the moment, this is going swimmingly. Talk, 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 it's all he does. You can't shut him up. Keep me apprised. <laughs> Ronan, I don't trust him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he smiled. He smiled. Oh, Rodney's dead. <laughs> Medic. Uh, Ronan, in. how long has he been standing there? At some point, even Ronan. Hey, up. Oh. Hey, up. Oh. Suspicious. Uh -oh. <laughs> uh oh. As if by oh. magic. Mm. That's a good wake up. <laughs> yeah. So open the door and go in there. Oh, well, that holy. That's a human body, is it? <laughs> I think they've cheated. No, that's a replicator body. That was. thought they changed them. Shoot above Ronan's head. Yeah, that's a good point. They could have killed Ronan. They weren't aiming. <laughs> Coruscant is played by Robert Maloney. He's been in an episode of SG1. He was one of the. Uh, Ashen in 2001. He's also been in Supernatural, Motive, Arctic Air, Smallville, and Man of Steel. Another familiar face, 
Leanne Adachi. She's been in 10 episodes of Stargate Universe as Corporal Barnes. Also been in an episode of SG-1, starred in Defying Gravity, Fringe, Supernatural and True Calling. Go up to the control room trying to get the power restored. What do we do with them? Shoot them. Keep shooting. They'll go down eventually. Wait! We knew nothing of Corson's plan. If we were part of it, we would not be standing here right now. Please, we're complying with your wishes. Hit them again. They should have some more. <laughs> Health them. and safety means have to wear these glasses. The rest of them are standing there going, shit, I'm lying, damn it! Where's the replicator weapons? Why are they using guns? <laughs> That's a point, where are they now? So he doesn't want a human body then after all. Where's the Elizabeth? You're allowed to shoot him in the back, John. I really wouldn't want these people to ascend. No. And given the power and capabilities. The human body is frail and weak. Every second that much closer to dying. Yeah, and this whole ascension thing, you're just giving up on that, huh? Not at all. I'm certain there's another way. With this body? I'll have plenty of time to discover it. Didn't we push him as hard as he pushed on me? <laughs> he didn't, did he? The corridor wasn't long enough for a good stun, so Jim just fall on the floor. That <laughs> reason the same one as before. They've shut just about everything down. The power's cut to most of the critical systems, except for the DHD and the gate. They're obviously going to try to dial out. Now, I've managed to gain remote access to the mainframe. I'm uh, creating a workaround to allow the resumption of Naquita power to the central tower's primary systems. It's minimal, to be sure, but uh, from there, at least we'll be able to... override the replicator program and restart the remaining systems. Exactly. Just hurry. We need power back now. <laughs> okay. How well have your ideas gone so far, Rodney? Uh, how about you do the op to that? Yeah. <laughs> Open the gate for him. Oh, you know, sometimes you could really hit him for the way he treats Zelenka. Uh, and be quiet. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Stay back. Let me handle this. Haven't you done enough already? I'm trying to help you. By what? Escaping? I didn't know that Corson would do this. Of course she knew. Elizabeth has been a willing participant in our goals from the very beginning. It was her idea to come here in the first place. Ooh, interesting. You said you broke off from them. That they couldn't track you. A fiendish plan. She was the one who alerted us when the time was right to come. We were only following her commands. John, listen to me. She looks guilty. Yeah. It was our only chance. Our only way out. I didn't know that Coruscant would cause this kind of trouble. I didn't think that anyone would get hurt. What do you think we were going to do? Just give you a bunch of replicator bodies and send you on your way? I truly believe that we were no threat to you. I know what the problem is. She's not wearing red. If she'd been wearing red, they would have accepted it like a shot. Yeah, if she'd been wearing red, they'd all sort of shot her. If she was wearing red. I like the, the bullet marks on his body. Mm. I mean, didn't Rodney say they've got basic repair capabilities? Ooh, ooh, that's going to hurt. And that. Hey. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. That. No messing about that. Stay away from my head. If you'd like to resume your work, I've decided to allow it. We would re-engage the force field, of course. Yeah. Now you've shown that you can kill us with one hand. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. I thought that bringing the others here would be safe. I was wrong. Hang on a minute. After all this, don't want our help. Yeah. People are dead, woman. Can't they go to another galaxy? There's a lot of them out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just fly away. Yeah. 
and they can ascend there and they can be the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember after you reactivated the nanite cells inside me, I, I said this was a bad idea. So much has gone wrong since then. But I think I know how I can finally set things right. So, where'd they go now then? They're just going to let you go. <laughs> They're just going to let them go, like they can't fix the ability to not replicate. We promise. <laughs> Look in the background, Ronan again is leaning against one of the pillars. It makes you wonder if Jason was injured or something during shooting. If you need anything else for your work, let us know. Thanks, Rodney. Once again, you have to promise to stay put until you're finished constructing the human bodies. No leaving your home world, no communication with any other civilization except Atlantis. You have my word. Good luck with your command, Richard. It's comforting to know Atlantis is in capable hands. He's not capable. We've seen what he's done in flight episodes. <laughs> Sam did a much better job. Yeah, Sam didn't blow up the city before like five weeks in. Assuming each episode is roughly a week, but I'm like, just going for the D5 model. Now, this is poignant because of what happens. Mm. It's a good job the replicators aren't great on reading human body language. Waiting. <laughs> She's not dead. You told the gate. How do you not know it's safe? <laughs> safe. Oh. Now why is she not telling the others? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and the beauty of it. They're still out there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like Naive. He was out there for six months and he came back. I was going to say, get the jumper, go after him and grab Weir and come back and just leave the others out there. You're sure the DHD reconfiguration worked? Yes. They were sent to a space gate. I guess that answers the question as to whether it was really Elizabeth. <laughs> this is what Stargate's done so many times. Underlined the end of a story, but left that little gap. Mm. You can bring them back if you need them. Yep. You've taken over the freeze. Where's she goes tonight? She's got a good view. <laughs> yeah, if I'm going to die, I'm going to do it with my eyes open. Yeah. But she's not going to die. She's just become an Elizabeth school. The image to fade out on. <laughs> Depressing episode, really, when you think about it. Good God. It was expensive. <laughs> well, not really. It was just six or seven people on dollies just against the black screen. Yeah, you could tell that the camera moved a couple of times there. It's not difficult to do nowadays, that ain't. I don't know if it's a good conclusion to the Elizabeth Weir story of Stargate or not. Well, knowing what comes up, now it is the conclusion, so it would have been good to see if they um, got it back for something else. Ah, but would that episode have been better if Thorian had, had played it? You know, would they have been able to sell the idea that they didn't believe she was who she said she was? Well, I think if they were looking at Tori, they would have believed her a lot more than looking at Fran. Although, again, as I've read, they had to do a significant rewrite of the episode when they realised that Tori wasn't going to do the episode. You know, originally, all that confusion about her identity wasn't even in the original script. Yeah. I'm assuming this kicked off from the TOS episode. How do you mean? Do you remember a Star Trek original series episode where you had these consciousness temporarily took over several of the crew and there were building robot bodies? 
well, we've had an episode like that in Atlantis, haven't we, where Weir and John were taken over, mm. their husband and wife, and tried to kill each other. The specific building of extra bodies thing is a straight lift, at least Trek original series. Yeah, because they had to fly to the Andromeda galaxy, you know. When you want to think big, you don't fly to the other end of our galaxy, you go to another galaxy. <laughs> oh, you know, you, you go to the big blob in the middle of our one. They were like the original Battlestar Galactica. We're going to seek out Earth. So they left their galaxy and went to another galaxy. I'm thinking, hang on a minute. <laughs> but then again, I thought, you know, 99.9% of the people watching this don't even realise that's ridiculous. Yeah. Right then, we've got a few bits of trivia. First off, Carl Binder, who wrote the episode. Two episodes of SG-1, 14 of Atlantis and six of Universe. He also wrote for The Messengers, LA Complex, Transporter the Series and Cedar Code. Ken Girotti, director, three episodes of SG-1 and two episodes of Atlantis. He's also directed episodes of Vikings, Daredevil, Copper, Rescue Me, Regenesis and Dresden Files. He's got a huge resume and some fantastic shows on it as well. Another interesting little fact, the uh, Legacy Book Series, Stargate Atlantis Book Series. Elizabeth Weir features in them. The book Unascended and The Third Path both feature that Elizabeth Weir coming back from the dead. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, there's your your season six. Yeah. Any big finish with Elizabeth? There are some big finish audiobooks uh, that features Elizabeth. Actually, I was on the Big Finish website today. I don't think they've got the Stargate license anymore. Oh. None of their Stargate stories were listed. Well, at this point, everything Stargate would be back to Devlin, wouldn't it? I don't know how the rights actually work out. That'd be the same with distribution of DVDs and everything else. It's still MGM. We're still getting books released. Yeah. And while we're on the subject of Season 6 of Stargate Atlantis, American Mythology are currently doing a Kickstarter to fund their Season 6 comic lineup. All the same characters, but in new stories. Links are in the show notes. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah. You? What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We'll begin this week with a big thank you to Melissa, who hosts the Star Trek Deep Space Nine podcast Upper Pylon 2, for her five-star review of our podcast over on the American iTunes Store. This sort of support helps to get our show closer to the front page when anyone searches for Stargate, which means there's more chance of someone actually listening to us, which could be a good or bad thing, depending upon your point of view. Also, many thanks to Levi and Dan for emailing us directly and letting us know they are enjoying the show. Very pleased to receive those messages. Makes it all seem worthwhile. We did get some feedback over on Facebook. First off, for Broken Ties, Miles, who co-hosts the Sci-Fi Diner podcast, posted, Maybe I misunderstood something. I thought runners couldn't be fed upon, and that's why the Wraith used them as runners. However, in this episode, Ronan is fed upon repeatedly till he's turned into a worshipper. Very good episode, though. But did they do some retconning here? I replied, a quick look at the original episode had Ronan saying, something made them stop, which could indicate a natural resistance or some other nebulous quality that set him apart. be a novel out there which explains this in more depth, and yes, I'm really going to have to read the Stargate novels at some point. Miles also commented on the Daedalus variations. This episode, I may be guilty of a little fan service, but I don't care. I watched this one a bunch of times because it was that enjoyable. And I replied that it was just a shame an opportunity never presented itself to use those aliens again. A lot of work went into that episode, makeup, prosthetics, CGI, just for one-off. It's a, it's a bit of a shame. Over on Google+, Mac McLeod was very succinct in his opinion of Broken Ties, while simply saying that he didn't like the episode, as, and it was a gap filler. And yeah, Mac is right in many ways. But I didn't think it hurt the season to have more of Ronan's story. 
but you can't like them all. Thanks guys for getting in touch and letting us know what you think. We love getting feedback. If you want to get in touch with us, then you can do so via the contact form on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or via email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook and Google+, and we are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. You'll find all the links on our website, which includes the independent RSS feed, which carries every episode we have released. That can be copied and manually added to a podcatcher. Uh, the reason we have two feeds, one on iTunes and one generic, is that the iTunes feed is limited to 25 entries, while the RSS, aka Mission Report feed, has everything we've released on it, and so it's a lot bigger. Okay, let's wrap the show up. Okay then folks, that was Ghost in the Machine. Thank you very much, Brad, for joining us once again. Would you like to pimp your Transformers podcast? Uh, yes, Transformers Collectors Club Australia, a little fan club here in Australia. Um, off the Shelf is the name of the podcast. We're on iTunes. I think we're on Stitcher, but I don't get any notifications about that. So <laughs> you can find all the details at transformerscca.com. Excellent. Next week then will be our first bonus show of the holiday season. I'm not quite sure which one, so tune in and find out. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And I've been Brad. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. (laughs) Now what? Pause. Oh. He's got to get himself a, his own house so he can have a decent wireless in this connection. Yeah. Screensaver. You've got to be f- kidding me. His screensaver kicked in. <laughs> kicked me out restarting. He's the computer expert. <laughs> and he always has computer problems. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like it, doesn't it, really? But that's like it's often uh, often talked about. Mechanic will always have a poorly maintained car. A builder will always yeah. have a house under renovation. <laughs> yeah, unless unless I'm being paid. I don't do anything. Yeah, yeah, I do <laughs> yeah. it all week for someone else. I'm not doing it for yourself, but I'll get out. Alright, he's messaging, rebooting, screensaver, I'll explain. Okay, let's see if we can add him to the call. Dialing, busy. Oh, great. I took a bit longer to stop. I'm at 11.09. I can go back. Uh, yeah, I stopped at 11.05. Hang on, this is tablet. Going to do secondary recording device. <laughs> it's a marvel this day and age. It's so easy to talk to someone across the world, but <laughs> you still have so many problems. Yeah. Oh, now he's messaging me. Now. Now. Okay, I'll try again. Uh, <clears throat> okay. He's back. <laughs> he's ha- back. It hasn't actually gone that long without me moving the notes before in this windowing system. So I didn't realise the screensaver would kick in. And there is an E in my password. And the E key doesn't work. <laughs> so once the screen server kicks in, the only option I have is to try a new login. I tried that, I still got a black screen. Come try ya! <laughs>